Hello, friends. My name is Denise Renner. Welcome to Time with Denise Renner. It is such a privilege for me that you would choose your time to spend it with me. And this week we're talking about joy. Oh, I'm getting so many responses, how this program is helping people, because we need to hear about joy. Because in this world that we're living in, there's so many problems and, and, and people stressed out and, and relational problems, so many relational problems and people blaming this one and blaming that one and people suing this one and suing that one. It's the, it's the things that happen in the last days. That's what the Bible says and how we need to be strong in these last days. And one way we can be strong is by having joy. And I want to tell you that uh, if you have any prayer requests, please, please, please let us know about it because we want to pray. We're getting answers to prayers. And as we pray for you, we're hearing about miracles. And I heard about one miracle just the other day. And a woman wrote, and she said um, <clears throat> that she was listening to the program and she was coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing because she had COVID. And as she was listening to the program, the power of God came on her and she stopped coughing. Is that awesome? And I mean, she was done with coughing because that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, friend, how he loves us. What Jesus did on the cross to heal our sicknesses and our diseases. He suffered so much that you wouldn't be sick, that you wouldn't be in pain, that you wouldn't suffer. I've experienced his healing power so many times in my life. I've healed, experienced his delivering power in my life. He's so real in what he did on the cross and believing on what he did on the cross and taking it for yourself. You receive the healing power, but I'm telling you, friend, it's there, right there. It's there, right where you are right now. The Bible says that he's as close to us as our breath. His healing power is there for someone right now. You need to reach out and take it. You need to reach out and take it because that's the love of God expressed in our Lord Jesus Christ. And he didn't do it in vain. He did it so that you wouldn't have that pain or you wouldn't have that torment. God's touching somebody's head right now. You've had terrible headaches and God is touching you right now. Just receive that healing power right there. Let us know when God does something in your life. We want to rejoice with you. Well, we're talking about joy. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, <clears throat> two small words. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Always. And I've been saying on these programs, and I believe it with all my heart, that in these last days, I believe, and maybe you're experiencing it yourself, 
But the Holy Spirit, he's raising the bar. Raising the bar on our love level. Raising the bar on our patient level. Raising the bar on our forgiving level. And that it's, he wants us to walk ever closer with him. You know, when we first came to him, it seemed like it was kind of like a wide road. But the more that you walk with him, it gets more narrow because he wants to be closer to you. He wants to be more involved in your choices. He wants to show up every day in your life. Oh, he's so wonderful. I love him. I love him. And I want to tell you that it's a real privilege to be able to share the word of God with you and these powerful truths about joy. So <clears throat> is joy a feeling or is joy a decision? Well, I'm going to say that it's a decision, but we do get to feel it. And that's wonderful. We all love feelings. But first we have to make a decision because not everything around you probably is joyful. But you can choose joy and I can choose joy. And in Philippians 1.18, and we've been talking about Paul in this horrible prison and how that uh, he talks about joy, says joy, joyful, rejoicing 19 times in this very small book when he is in a horrible, horrible prison. And in this prison, he finds out that there are people who are preaching the gospel, but it's not for a, a good reason that they're preaching it. They're either preaching it out of envy or strife. And he says, I am suffering in here for preaching the gospel. And they're in the free world and they're not even doing it for the right reason. And I think it might have been hurtful for him because they were preaching it not for the right reason. And, and it hurt him that the gospel was being preached for the wrong reason. And so, so it says in verse 18, because he hears about this and he has to make a choice. And it says, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. And when I read that, friend, I hear, this really hurts me. The gospel is being preached for the wrong reasons, but the gospel is being preached. And so I'm going to rejoice. And then he says it again. I'm going to rejoice. And maybe you have situations where you say, okay, I'm going to rejoice. And then you say, but I'm going to rejoice again. I've got to rejoice again because I need more rejoicing on this subject, on this situation. And that's exactly what Paul was saying. He said, this hurts me, but I'm going to rejoice. 
I'm going to rejoice anyway. I'm going to rejoice that Christ is being preached. And I'm going to rejoice again. I think it's a great example for us. And what power he chose in rejoicing. So our rejoicing is not a feeling. Happiness is a feeling. You know, when everything's going really good and, and it's, you're happy, you know. But rejoicing is a different thing. And uh, rejoicing, it takes faith to rejoice. Yes, it takes faith to rejoice. Sometimes it takes faith to love. It takes faith to be patient. But the great thing is, is that it's all inside of us. The Bible says that it, there are fruits inside of us. And, and I like to say it like this, that the Holy Spirit on the inside of us has, characterizes himself through joy, through love, through patience, through long-suffering, through kindness, and so the Holy Spirit in us, he characterizes himself as we agree with him in joy. Now, look at Habakkuk chapter 3. And I want to show you amazing <clears throat> situation. And he chooses to rejoice. And it says in verse 17, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. That's bad. Though the labor of the olive may fail. This is all their food. And the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold. Now they have no meat. And there be no herd in the stalls. Verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me walk on high places. So he's choosing to rejoice even though it's a terrible, terrible situation of no figs, no fruit on the vine, no olives, no food in the field. The flock have been cut off and there's no herd in the stalls. There's no provision. There's nothing to eat. And he says, I will rejoice in the Lord. That is so powerful. How could he rejoice in the Lord? It wasn't a feeling. It was a decision. He rejoiced in the Lord and it gave him strength. The Lord is his strength. And he said, it's going to make me like those mountain goats on the side of the mountain that have such a little place to stand, but they don't freak out. They're not in fear. They're, they're not in panic. They're climbing on those little tiny rocks with confidence. And that's what the joy of the Lord does. When we choose the joy of the Lord, that's what it does. It gives us confidence. It gives us strength because we're taking part of God on the inside of us and we're giving it out to other people. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And then I want you to see in Philippians chapter 1, verse 25. And I think this is amazing because this is about our joy, not just kind of being there every once in a while. Look at this. <clears throat> and being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. He said, <clears throat> I'm going to continue with you about your progress and your joy of faith. So he was, he was talking to this church, writing to this church, and he saw that they were progressing in their joy of faith. They had joy about their faith. Oh, it's wonderful. And they were progressing. They weren't just staying in the same place or going backward. They were moving forward. How were they moving forward? How were they progressing? They were pr progressing in the joy of their faith. Do you have faith? Of course you do. We can progress and continue in the joy of having that faith. Just the joy of having that faith. Lord, I rejoice in you because I have faith. I rejoice in you because the things I've seen you do because I, I had faith. God, you gave me faith to believe on you and receive you as my Savior. You, you gave me faith to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You, you gave me faith to believe that I could be healed. You gave me faith to forgive someone. You gave me faith to be more patient. You gave me faith so I could have joy. And joy is strength. When you have joy, you have strength. Because Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord, there's your strength. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, it's your strength. And we're not to just become stagnant, but we're to continue to grow and progress in rejoicing about our faith. Now, like you could take a situation by faith and decide to get joy out of it. That's amazing. By your own decision, by your own will, you say, you know what? I'm going to get joy out of this. I'm just going to get joy out of it. You know what? It sounds like, it sounds like another kingdom. It is another kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of this world, people, they rejoice or they're happy because when things go well, but when things go bad, you don't see them rejoicing so much. You might see them getting angry. You might see them depressed. You might see them yelling at someone. You might see them because when those things happen, 
because we have flesh and we have mind and body and we're, we're not glorified yet. We're tempted to be like that. But we have something that the world doesn't have. We have the Holy Spirit. And one of his characteristics that comes out of him is joy. And you and I can choose joy. What situation is it right now that you just need to say, I'm just going to choose joy. I am choosing joy. I don't care. I'm choosing joy. It'll be powerful for you. And it'll give you strength. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 it says rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice well I looked that up in the Greek and it's not a please rejoice it's not a if you have time would you rejoice could you rejoice it's actually it's a command it's rejoice rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice it is a command in first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 Again, it's a command. Rejoice always. And these commands, God's not trying to make our our life miserable by giving us commands, but to give us help that we can choose to rejoice in times of difficulty. And this world that we live in, there's different things difficult things happening and horrible things happening and we've got to express our faith we've got to use our faith and bring joy and experience joy you know the opposite of joy is what depression sadness you don't want to live in that you don't want to express that you don't want to carry that but God says Rejoice. God says, I gave you my, my very self. I gave you the Holy Spirit. And part of him is a fruit called joy. And you can take of that fruit. I want you also to look with me at John chapter 16, verse 22. And this is pretty phenomenal scripture. Jesus is talking and he says, Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. The joy that you have, because Jesus gave it to you, the joy that I have because Jesus gave it to me, nobody can take it from me. Now, I might not be moving in that joy. You might not be moving in that joy, but you have it because Jesus said, no one. Jesus said, no one can take it from you. No one. Let's read it again. It's so important that we believe the word of God. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I I will see you again and your heart will rejoice And your joy, no one will take from you. The joy that God gave you in your spirit, nobody can take from you. It's our choice. It's our decision 
to move in that joy, but nobody can take it from you. Hallelujah. When you go to heaven, that joy is going right up there with you because it's inside of you. It's inside of your born-again spirit. No one can take it from you. You know, in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, it said about Paul that he wanted to finish his race with joy. You know, he was in very difficult situation. He was beaten. He was left for dead. The Bible says he spent uh, three days and nights in the deep, meaning in the sea. How did he get through that? <laughs> he was on that terrible shipwreck in, in um, Acts chapter 27, and he trusted God. He just kept going. He just kept going. He just kept going. And it said he wanted to finish with joy. I want to finish with joy. I want to finish with joy. We can. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible says that the joy that he's given you, nobody can take from you. So why can't we decide? Why can't we just say, Lord, you know, this situation is pretty rough. But you've given me joy on the inside. And I just, I just take that joy. I just take that power. I just take that strength. I choose to take that. That's powerful prayer. That's a really powerful prayer. Because any time that we're drawing on the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we're drawing on the very power of God. And the very power of God changes things. And when you draw on that joy and you start expressing that joy, you open the atmosphere to heaven in the very place you're in. It's powerful. We've got to move in this joy in these last days. And, you know, some people, they think that God is depressed. I've heard people say, oh, that saddens the heart of God. Or, oh, uh, you know, I've just heard that mostly. Get, that saddens the heart of God. Well, I don't think that's true because God, uh, God is in heaven. And Psalm chapter 2 says that the Lord sits in the heavens and he laughs. He, he's not uh, upset about everything that's going on in society or in politics. He's not even upset. He just sits in the heavens and he laughs and says, oh, they think they're so powerful. <laughs> and he starts laughing. Well, <coughs> we can do that. We can say to obstacles or people that try to discourage us. Oh, you think you're so powerful. Well, I'm just going to laugh. I'm just going to laugh because I know who really is powerful. And that is my God. 
And I know that he cares for me. And I know that he's going to bring me through this. And I'm just going to laugh. You know, they say, scientists say now that they finally recognize the Bible that says that, uh, uh, <clears throat> that, that laughter is a medicine for the body or uh, a, a merry heart does good like a medicine. They finally, by science, even medical science, has recognized that laughing is healing to the body. I know one brain surgeon, and he has rooms that they go in there and they watch funny movies for people who are critically and terminally ill for them to watch those movies and laugh because laughing joy is a medicine. Do you need medicine? I was talking to somebody the other day and they fighting with sickness and something was said and I mean she started laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing and it eased the pain. That's how powerful laughter and joy and choosing to, to rejoice is. Even modern science recognizes it. So we as Christians, we need to recognize the power of God on the inside of us, that he is medicine to us, that that joy is medicine to us. Father, I pray for my friend right now that they will rejoice. Maybe they just need to go somewhere and laugh or watch a funny movie, but be laughing because it is medicine for their body. Lord, we thank you for the power of joy that you've given us through the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the word of God, which is the truth. And you said that no man would ever take our joy. And we recognize that, Lord, and we take a hold of that joy right now. Recognize it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'll see you next time. And please, if you have a prayer request, let us know. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 